and welcome to another episode of Wisecracks with us, Fran and Fabienne, and our co-host and wine expert, Adi. We're going to talk wise shit, but crack you up in the meantime. Sit down, grab a bottle of wine, because it's going to be super juicy. <laughs> Sorry, Adi, seriously. Yes. Today, we'll be diving into the natural wine world and a whole new dimension you didn't know about yet. But first, what's on the mind, Oscar? Yeah, I think just like educating people or just, you know, just like get people a sense of why we love this juicy stuff so much. What's on your mind today? What's on my mind? Yeah, what's been today? happening you had today? A you had a baptism. Oh yeah, I had a baptism today. Oh, Who the fuck still has a baptism? Norwegian, Norwegians people are come, just come suited up, you know, just all the way to Rotterdam and from a very little sleep had to figure out like the quickest fucking setup there's, there's ever, actually a norwegian church in rotterdam mm-hmm. where oh, norwegian wow. people go for baptisms yeah so interesting and reading i think reading. that uh, that that pretty much sums up oscar's uh, <laughs> holy day of uh, the lord yeah. i don't know i was actually yeah. surprised that i didn't burn like before coming into the church because like i thought that there's like a filter of like oh this guy has too much sins turn around turn around you're yeah, gonna yeah, be yeah, turn yeah, around burning hell like yeah <laughs> Troy, Troy, our uh, New Zealand uh, Wonder Boy, uh, creative director at Mendo's or whatever you call it. Yeah, the old bookwinkle. Yeah, uh, the bookwinkle. Uh, what's on your mind today? What's on my mind? I uh, just uh, had a very relaxing day. Just uh, rolled out of bed and rolled up to Mendo and so fucking kiwi of you, man. Had some lovely brandy and then rolled up to this wonderful store and had tastings and met all the good people podcast. again and now I've uh, fallen myself into a podcast. Yeah, sounds so like a wonderful day. Yeah. You sounds girls, like a good trip. You had a wild night yesterday. Yeah, we a went to a really great festival. Still got my voice back. That's on my mind. <laughs> yeah, I'm a little bit tired. Not oh, we're not gonna complain on a fucking podcast. No, 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 no. It was no. really good. No, yesterday was really great. But it just... was fun. Yeah. yeah. Definitely not complaining about anything we did last <laughs> night. No, it's very good. What about you, Adi? Yeah. What's oh, on your mind? Today we did a Portuguese uh, tasting in the shop. It was a lot of fun. A bunch of good people rolled in. I think the atmosphere was Some really good enjoyable, especially at the end of the day. Some good product. Good product. Good people. Good soup. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, really nice. Very good wine. So I think. Uh, just overall happy Sunday vibes. Nice. For me. Nice. So now tell us what we're drinking today. So basically gonna talk one full episode bullshitting about natural wine. Yeah. Don't take anything serious what you're (laughs) gonna say. We invited Oscar Munch, uh, half what is it, Norwegian? Swedish, half Norwegian. Yeah, guy. (laughs) Grew up in Paris. Grew up in Paris. Yeah, um, just like every time I introduce myself, it's like, do you have 20 minutes? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, uh, quick he's um, a big uh, lover of natural wines and mostly somebody that really grew up with it, which is yeah. quite special because in Holland, for instance, natural wine is something. There was one wine guy we're going to talk about later that was uh, here in the 90s, but practically until a few years ago, no natural wine. But Oscar grew up. Uh, because father was working in Paris in the 90s and it's just super nice to talk about like we're talking about orange wine about carbonic macerated wines about all these things that we maybe know or don't know but where it comes from how it started it's pretty uh, interesting subject I think 
Uh, Troy is a guy that didn't drink natural wine until October last year, or not was aware of it. But uh, I took him because he's a photographer and he uh, kind of films. I took him on some trips and on some tastings, so it'd be interesting also to see somebody that just got blasted into it. <laughs> yeah, the, the right way. You know, yeah. Converter, you got converter. The best way you can go. As they say, baptism by fire. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but man, like when I moved here six years ago, there was like only one place that sold natural wine, and it was not even a shop. It was like a bar that you're just hoping that they give you some bottles at the end when you're yeah. proper drunk. Um, and then now I think there's like what, like 35, 40 places where you can buy natural wine, like whether it's bars or restaurants. I mean, now as a bar, you have to have natural wines. Otherwise, like you will lose some customers and yeah. people think that it's something new, but it's actually like when they say natural wine, you know, they say, oh, it's a new way of making wine, but it's actually like the original way that they made it before, like they started putting a lot of products in the, in the wine. Yeah. So when you every time like you see like if you drink like a really old bottle like from the seventies and the sixties, it's actually a natural wine. No, it's just that uh, people seventies, not but before, sixty, yeah, uh, before, before like well, okay, like the, yeah, bef like the sixties, like before they started putting you know like added sulfites and like uh, wooden coppers to make it taste a certain way. So that's like kind of like why like and also because winemakers were like also struggling with how to keep the grapes and stuff like that. So. They just started to make wine a different way so and it's it's interesting because wine is like probably one of the only thing where they don't you don't list the ingredients so you don't some so you think about everybody's super conscious about what they're doing with their diet and everything but they never actually look at what they're drinking yeah. and now with natural wine like the whole idea was like how can we come back to the original state yeah, the thing is right like, um, i think wants a little history lesson let's go, go. go let's dive it. into let's it let's get it let's get it, yeah. let's so, get it. Uh -huh. start a wine Practically is in Georgia. Uh, well, 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 like a thousand years before Christ, or even more. Like, well, yeah, Alexander the Great, Macedonian War. I think I've said this before. Mm -hmm. Macedonian warlord was episode. fighting for the Greeks. Um, he conquered Persia, and on the way to Persia from Greece, he would cross Georgia. There's still a lot of Greek people living in Georgia, to be honest. Yeah. And he would find a alcoholic beverage made from grapes in earthen where pots in the that they made in the floor and he thought man this shit <laughs> and you started his thought as well amazing. like everybody was so happy drinking it i want so, some of that uh, so he took like uh, a thousand people <laughs> <laughs> took them from their house took the pots took the plants took the whole shit and said yeah now we're gonna do this in greece yeah let's go yeah figure it out yeah and, uh, <laughs> like uh, hundreds of years later the the Romans come into Greece and they see the same thing and they think, man, this shit is like, let's take it to Rome, yeah. to the empire and wherever they would go, they would plant it. So yeah. it's very funny. It's Even also a little bit of a natural thing, but I think plants would have had adapted, but the whole line of where natural, where, where wine grows, mm -hmm. natural, just in an essence, it's literally the line of the Roman Empire. Yeah, it's the bottom of Germany. It's uh, the, the top of France. Uh, it's it's literally until yeah. where they came. Yeah. They came until yeah. the Rhine in Holland, and in Germany they came until where they faced the barbarians. Yeah. Uh, a lot of wine was grown in England, actually, in the south of England. Yeah. Um, but uh, a shorter history is 
okay, until say 1900, 1900 and something of the big phylloxera yeah. epidemic. It's an epidemic that kills the grapes. Ruined, yeah, it, oh, it was like 95% uh, right. of all grapevines died. And so they had uh, rooted some grapevines in America and they appeared to be uh, resistant to this. So they took the rootstocks, so they're like the, the thing that goes into the soil mm -hmm. from the American plants and they would plant the European varieties on these. So pretty much 95% uh, of all grapes now in Europe are actually American rootstocks crafted mm -hmm. with European varieties yeah. okay. because with a grape if you put the top of the plant uh, onto whatever root it will always give the fruit of the top okay yeah quite strange yeah. I'm not a biology clearly not <laughs> so until let's say uh, so probably like 17 17th 18th 19th and especially 20th century you see a lot of development in wine it was always a product that was just you get it in an earthen pot and you drink it you get fucked up and it doesn't really matter what's happening the monks were pretty serious about it yeah. and at some point especially in france in the 19th century they decided okay let's make this shit more recognizable we're gonna like divide it in regions appellations give it a name yeah and uh so that changed a lot and they would give rules even for the labels for the sort of bottle you use how much volatility uh, you can yeah, the do kind of grapes you can use and whatever and then uh i think until like let's say second world war these are people they have a farm the farm is in the family for generations yeah, yeah. five six seven generations yeah. you have no car you have no electricity you have no gas you have no insurance you have some chicken, you have some cows, you have yeah. some grapes, you have some, some horses to plow the soil, yeah, so and that's you it, don't you know? have to really think about anything. And after the Second World War, the consumer, the, the consuming, how do you call it, industry, yeah, society, grew, society yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. grew, blew up, and everyone needed to get a car, need to get a telephone line, to get a cable, uh, they need to redo their place, they need yeah. insulation, they need all these things. So. After the Second World War, where they had to produce a lot of shit, a lot of chemical companies. If I'm talking too more, too much, let me know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just go, man. Um, yeah. So they, Everybody had they, to get did, well they, they, they found out this. how they can grow grains, even though there's a shitty climate, harvest, you know? actually. So they would go to these people, these small farmers, and they'd say, man, I got this stuff sprayed on your vines. And you don't have to worry about anything. Yeah. No mold, no whatsoever. Exactly. And then, so it's like, yes. for example, like when we lived in Switzerland, well, we had like, I still remember like our dog, he would like uh, go and eat at the grapes, right? So if you think it's regular grapes, there's no, like he should, should be fine, right? But like our dog would like get super sick. It's because they spray all this stuff to keep away the insect, keep away like all the, all the stuff to keep the grain, the, the grapes looking nice and it's full of juice and everything yeah. to make it just easier for the climate because of the climate. Because mm -hmm. look now, even today, like you see the, the winemakers are having, if they do natural wine, they have to put so many measures in place to like, for example, if the temperature goes too low in the, in the season, it can ruin your harvests. And this is like when they started spraying all this stuff, they just said like, that will just like, make sure that i don't lose yeah, a certain sure person moisture yeah i mean yeah. yeah yeah and it's 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 such a process so they 
started doing that just because t- they said like you know from a business perspective it just makes more no, sense it's like it's like saying Easier. okay you can you can or lose everything one year and then you don't lose anything the other year yeah. you always lose half yeah and then somebody comes in and says man you spray this stuff on your vines i promise you every grape will be if you don't know and if you're not you that interested it's like it's, it's a like no-brainer it, it's a it's no-brainer like, it's like a couple hundred euros fuck it spray it yeah. yeah but after two or three years because what they spray is a lot against fungus yeah fungus bacteria but to make wine you, you need, need bacteria yeah, to exactly. eat the yeast and to yeah. poop the co2 and the yeah. alcohol yeah so after two or three years it sprays so much of this gunk Mm-hmm. that uh, uh, the wine it wouldn't ferment no mm. so it just stays still in the tank yeah and, and, and then the same guy the comes taste. and you call the guy you say hey man and the guy says don't worry i got this bag of yeast we <laughs> actually enhanced it because we were, we were kind of anticipating this yeah yeah so you put this yeast oh on there and then it'll start fermenting yeah, but this and then they do this for two three years and they say oh man my fermentation is going really fucking wild yeah yeah he said don't worry we got this stuff it's rolled in stuff. at it's this day so it's just, it's just yeah. a money yeah. maker and it's a money maker point, you know like oh yeah but my wine is very acidic they say don't worry we got this it's lime yeah you know what in the mafia films they they use to it's cover fucking bodies, bodies. yeah you put the lime in, it sinks through the wine, it'll take away the acidity, you pump it off, no yeah, one so is hurt. So you so with the first stuff they put on, they like they got you on the hook and then they sell you some other stuff and they sell yeah. you some but, other but, stuff. But uh, to, to kind of diversify the conversation until uh, <laughs> until until uh, you guys talk to me or you start <coughs> drinking this stuff, would you ever, ever, ever guess the amount of manipulation compared to fruit even like the shittiest eggs and chicken or whatever the fuck you can buy like a like a microwave hamburger probably has less crap yeah and yeah. yeah. then a supermarket bar one would yeah. you ever expect that no no definitely not right yeah, and yeah. that's kind of like loops back to like you know like when you read the label it says you read that all the ingredients and stuff that you drink yeah. that you eat but you never look at the bottles yeah, like you, all like this you, it's you, never yeah. listed you guys are young mm. You don't think about it that much, you know. Now, when you buy a bottle of wine, you buy a bottle of wine for fun. Yeah, yeah, you think but about the taste, maybe. Yeah, I rather. How, how did that change? How, what what changed it for you? Uh, I've always been more careful with drinking alcohol because my modeling career. So for me, like, I rather drink a quality bottle than quant- like. Yeah, but the thinking about this side of it. Was it just like the rate? Because I, I mean, uh, no, that's rate, was because my ex-boyfriend he drank only natural wine, so he uh, kind of pushed me into it, and then now I kind of don't want anything else anymore. Yeah, and that's kind of like the beauty as well, like because natural wine is not only about the taste; it's like you know, it's like a it's like a community, you know. Like for example, like you get to learn about really cool places to eat uh you meet really interesting people in different lines of business and the one common thing (laughs) the one common thing the one common thing is cannot just only talk yeah (laughs) and then the one common thing was like always going back to natural wine so for example like yesterday i went for dinner with uh, a friend of mine and she was uh, just asking like how do you know these places and i said like do you go out eating all the time or what you just explore the city it's just no it's like word to mouth yeah. Just go talk to people that are like have the same passion as you with wine. You're gonna see it in their social media, and then you just register it, or just like come here onto like 
this wine shop the wine shop that has a tasting you get to talk to people and like you mingle with the with something as convivial as wine in your hand and you center the conversation and it just migrates to restaurant and to interest yeah. and that's how you meet troy it's, here but it's interesting you know? how like year, years ago you see like uh, organic foods come up yeah. organic food yeah. and things you go to the supermarkets you go, oh, uh, uh, biologisch organic mm. and you see this happening with everything but also that's the funny thing you know like uh, if you buy a bottle of wine um, and you see an organic label on the mm. back you expect to get a organic end product yeah, yeah. yeah. but, but it's, not. No, it's, it's not. not it's only not the, it only yeah. it only has the certification for the grape for, for the, the grape the, yeah. the farming of the grape yeah so it's like it's like buying a or like an organic sausage mm. and they say no no it's an organic sausage because the the pig he only ate organic food yeah we did to make the sausage it's a mystery. It's a mystery. Just close your eyes and just the coloring just, agents. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. like conservatives. Yeah. How do you, how do you make you, it you, taste you, like prune you, no, or something like you, that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but you would feel super uh, like angry about it. Yeah, but with wine, especially in Holland, people people don't care. Yeah, oh, it's like changing, especially with yeah, it's changing. It's like yeah. it's one of the reasons why I'm doing this podcast with you guys because you are. Uh, much younger than I am, and, uh, <laughs> but I see a lot of like young people coming into this store yeah. spending easily 20, 25, 30 euros on a bottle of wine because they want something that's just really fucking good. Well, mm. when I was that age, I I sometimes would buy something nice, but but I, not in wine. You wouldn't yeah, spend it on wine, would, but never like this. And no, uh, I felt really. M- like when we talked about it, I said like the, the respect I have for these younger people, this generation of people that are actually finally making it super accepted to drink natural wine and to mm-hmm. make this move. It's uh, something that I, I kind of like to give something back to yeah. because I've been doing this for a long time and have a lot of struggle with it. But it's also uh, like you also already, I think also it's worth mentioning that, you know, it's a pleasure to educate people, right? Yeah. So like it's like one of like also like yeah, but it's uh, also people need to want to be educated. True. Or not even be educated, but they need to be interested. They need to be interested, but then you can take the f- next step and telling them more about it. I mean, for me, it's a little bit different. As I mean, shall, I we, shall we quickly just do the wine we're gonna yeah. drink? Yes. <laughs> what are we drinking? What are we drinking today? Yeah, yes. Keep it a little bit fun for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> well, you just heard a pop already. Yeah. So yeah. we pop something because uh, it's one of Oscar's favorite wines Ooh, uh, yeah. crazy guy crazy guy really funny dude that rocks up he, in the crocs <laughs> everywhere it's from loire valley okay, okay so nice. but loire is the biggest river in france so it generally doesn't say anything Wait, but, uh, was th- this, this is a guy he's like uh you I, I came to his house and he was walking around with a bunch of flowers in his hands <laughs> nice. and on his bare feet and I was like, oh, yeah, I'm looking for DJ Chef Aldo. And he said, yeah, that's me. Like, big beard, pretty good pot belly. <laughs> and I said, yeah, okay, cool. Uh, can, can I come and say, yeah, sure, man. I just picked some flowers for my wife. And, uh, <laughs> nice. I'm, going, I'm walking to the house. And uh, I said, oh, you can. You don't want to drive with us in the car? I said, no, no, I'll walk. <laughs> and um, this guy, he makes just some crazy, of the most purest... Amazing. 
Some of the best white wine I've ever had in my life yeah, was from him. But we're talking about any of them. If you grow, if you grow vineyards, so pure, so well taken care of, without any chemistry, without, with so much love, like the pruning, everything he does, it looks so slowly, man. Uh, it's a process, move, man. It's a process, huh? I saw him. I saw him walk. Like, how can this man even do a harvest? Like. <laughs> it will take him. It will, it, it, it will take him like uh, years, uh, like a year to harvest six, seven hectares. But <laughs> so yeah, because he moves so slow, it's, it's unbearable to watch. <laughs> but but then you taste the wine and you and feel you calm down this crazy. The energy, yeah. you feel this. Feel less movement and everything. Yeah, actually, <laughs> feel that. You, you, like you Troy, uh, you, you started moving like him afterwards. Troy and me, we've met some winemakers, and uh, I think that's an interesting thing, like uh, for you to come in. Like we've been yeah. to some wine fairs, to some tastings, and to see the person that makes it, mm -hmm. and then to taste it with these kind of wines is like seeing a chef and tasting their the food. food. Yeah. Yeah. It is a fucking expression of how these people are. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. and you see it in like a way that they, their energy is so different to how their bottles end up and the spaces that they end up as well, because it's like, this is a farmer with a big fisherman's beard and he's just smoking rolled cigarettes and he looks like a rock star and then all of a sudden you've got these like, you know, you go into different bars in Amsterdam that are super bougie and you're like, well, I've met the dude there and he would just buzz out right now. Yeah. He's so weird shit in the lava zoo. Yeah, also, yeah, I'm waiting yeah. for that story to fall. <laughs> I finally. Yeah. Let's, let's just fucking drop it in. Let's <laughs> <laughs> fucking <laughs> drop it in right now because I want to hear it no, no, and I want to taste it. But, but to understand, like these these winemakers, they are all living on scratch. You yeah. know, these people. They're not interested. You come, into, in you come into a shop and you think, oh, 29 euros for a bottle of wine. That's pretty sick fucking price yeah. for one bottle of wine but if you understand that me as a wine shop owner i need to work two three days in a restaurant a week to keep my like life afloat and when you go to these winemakers well you've seen them they you have not a penny to fucking spare mm. but, but they're passionate wine, people yeah, they're but passionate make people. wine like this you do everything by hand you take all the risks to do it the right way it's terrible work, but so there's a winemaker I import called Wombridge Pilmon. He's a young guy. Is he the one in the Alsace region, right? Yeah, it's yeah. the funniest. I went to his cellar the first time <laughs> I met him, and uh, at some point, I'm standing in the cellar, and he just lets out this massive fart, but it didn't come <laughs> from his ass. So I was like, okay, that's a bit strange. And he said, oh, yeah, sorry. And I pulled up his shirt, and he's got a stoma. You know, like oh, I put back. Oh, I said, "What the fuck?" And he said, "Yeah, yeah, man. Uh, last year I got into a car crash. We got hit by a drunk guy on the side. I was the passenger. My girlfriend was driving, and it ruptured, uh, ruptured my uh, intestines." Oh Jesus! Oh, and I said, "When God. was this?" He said, "Yeah, yeah, at the end of August." I said, "Okay, how did the fuck did you do uh, harvest? Because when does the harvest happen for him?" No, but the, the thing is, if you, the harvest is like end of August, beginning of September. Exactly. So, yeah. right how you got, and he said like, yeah, like one week after. And he said, oh, no, man, I just, uh, I just did the harvest. Jeez. <laughs> oh, my uh, God. I was like, wow, man, that is. Dedication. Respect, yeah. Insane. And he did the vintage that I was selling here was made with him, like one week after rupturing everything, breaking ribs. Jeez. So, but you see this 
these wines here and you see the kind of restaurants that ask for the wines and it's super bougie true and then we go to uh <laughs> i took uh, troy to uh to some yeah i've been to your trip was, it <laughs> was, it, was, it, was that in the cave was that in the cave yeah we went to the cellar of francois and law and uh we were during the day we went to have some food and we came back and at some point everybody was screaming at him at lumbert like La Bazul, La Bazul, La Bazul. And we were like, what the fuck? And I look in the, in the corner of my left eye and I see him getting fully fucking naked. Fully naked. So he's not, he's not a tall guy and he doesn't have a tall penis. So, but he, and then on his back, he's got like all these arrows, like the tattoo towards his ass and above his ass. As the word la bazoul, I think it's like the crevasses or something. <laughs> but I've never heard that expression. And, and then they would pour a bottle of wine no. over his back, his ass and no. back. No. And the girl Easy. would catch Easy. the wine. You sh- you're and kidding. And she would no, you're kidding. Yeah. You're but kidding. Then I drank the whole but then, then I texted him like a week later, like, what the fuck is this la bazoul thing? And then he sent me a picture of the guys on Harvest. They would against the van get like four guys up on each other's shoulders, all naked, and they would pour Ma, wine. This over is how you make four, quick, quick vinification, four, well, quick four, taste, yeah. a quick <laughs> taste over four backs, through four aspects, <laughs> and then somebody would have to catch the wine. Oh and my god, that's just crazy! But just to show you, like how these guys are, how they yeah, live, yeah. they are such pure, wild people. And that's why these wines turn out to be so crazy expressive. Like in this wine, like if you see DJ Chef Anjou, it's like this, it's like a walking pillow. Yeah. <laughs> and the wines actually reflect that Him so much beautifully. It was such a bizarre contrast to just like had tasted his wine earlier in the day and then all of a sudden see this lad just put on. No, but also, shit also out. yeah, and also <laughs> like I think like with uh, comes back. So for example, like when uh, with when I started, like when I moved to Amsterdam, um, like I was like my friends were asking me like how do you know so much? Like how do you know about it? And it's like it's just like you need to learn about like first of all these guys before you know too much about the wine because the wine reflects them and then you actually just pick up or oh, then you because it's all the family and then you learn about oh this guy learned from Didier Chaffardon or this guy uh, was the nephew of that guy and it's just like you connect the dots like it's crazy like, it's, it's like eating restaurant food on the highway like I, I view like drinking old school wine it's like drinking a wine so far out of its uh, perception it's like like going to the best restaurant but eating it in a completely white room with the old life yeah, yeah. yeah. you have yeah. no there's exactly no, no idea yeah. of what the energy the person you don't see mm-hmm. anybody cooking the food no it's so fucking sterile and these wines they are so much a perception of life people yeah. nature and that is I think for me that's what caught me i think you yes know, you think gr- and the thing the thing is you 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 girls you're young you come in at, uh, i think pretty much more from the uh, like label kind of perspective you call it <laughs> no, it's called, no no it's called i don't blo- like no, this no, but label's nice though <laughs> no, but i think like it just how you get into it it's more like the people you know the places that are cool yeah. it's the new yeah, it's a new generation. It's a new generation. When I was your age, it was gin and tonics. Yeah. 
and chicken yeah. and burgers. Yeah. And now it's and now it's like vegetable and natural wine. Yeah. Oscar, why we have him here is for him is it's literally the most natural it's thing. Natural, yeah. 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 I mean, he grew up like if you're 12 years old and you're drinking Gramenu, whoever's listening and has any idea what that is, that is like old school, beautiful, yeah. made, and, uh, like, beautifully made natural wine. But if you, you can give it to your, I give it to my father-in-law. And then you have Troy that had no fucking idea whatsoever comes yeah. in out of a like more friendly yeah. perspective yeah. coming from a country that's known for wine as well and then not True. natural wine though it was super bizarre to just experience like why did we knock up this shit back home like yeah, but it is there you know yeah. it's just you don't know it you just five, don't know it five vineyards yeah, to but you've been here for a long time yeah. Like, yeah. so that's how did you end up at fiasco though uh, because if you didn't that's know not natural a story wine for this podcast <laughs> <laughs> quickly it's one natural friend me and Adi got very drunk one night and we decided to make content together and then that's how we uh <laughs> we rolled Sorry. up yeah, yeah. it's <laughs> <laughs> good that we don't have cameras here yeah. Yeah, thanks sorry for the invitation yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah we know more than enough but i think it's beautiful to see someone that comes from a creative background. Like mm -hmm. Troy, uh, he works at Mendo's. He's mm -hmm. a creative director there. He makes books. Mm -hmm. He's a photographer. And he's interested in people, uh, creativity, um, expression. Yeah. yeah. And so when stores. I started like giving him these wines and started like explaining it the right way, so it's not just a flavor. Making natural wine is no, it's like, I really it's a yeah, philosophy. I didn't care about grapes. I didn't care about any of that. Anything. I just wanted to know, like, what was his farmer's story? What was his kind of vibe? You know, like, what what did he do, or what was his family from, or all that sort of thing. Like, because I mean, you get interested yeah. from these people based yeah. like on the story that just are you told us. You get you get attached to these winemakers, yeah. right? So when they come up with a new uh vintage or the new way of making wine you just instantly like you know uh, you instantly want to try it because you f yeah. you get an attachment for these guys good well, point because we still have talked about this fucking wine it's almost finished let's do this just because we need to mm. so we're drinking something because i know it's one of oscar's favorite winemakers yeah. dj chavalion he makes um wines in wire valley and the guy is the guy in Crocs with the flowers and mm. that mm -hmm. just does everything on a different point of energy than mm. I've ever seen any winemaker do it. Yeah. And I always describe his wines as ultimately romantic. Yeah. They are they are so romantic. And if, I think if, this you're is going, if, you're, if you're going for a date and you want to impress yeah. your date, you cannot you go. Soft, you, you want to soften her heart? Oh, yeah, yeah, 100%. Like, you <laughs> ordered it. I mean, the color only shows it already. The lovely, soft yeah, pink so is, drinking, like, uh, really we'll inviting. We'll put something on the Instagram, but this is, like, the most beautiful, like, hazy, pinky. Yeah. Uh, and his wine. red one? His red one? Know. He caps everything with, like, a beer cap, yeah. like, the, the crown yeah. cap. And you never know if it's going to be... He, he, he bottles everything with a bit of residual sugar. Yeah. And some wines turn out to have this, like this everlasting, like the smallest, like, oh, I don't like sweet wine. 
Well, you didn't drink Chevado. No. Yeah. Because the rosé you love so much, La Oh my God. Uh, this is like, it's it's like, it's like when you try this, this, it's this rosé. It's got sugar. It's got sugar. Like, but when you think about, like, I don't, like, when I'm by myself, I'm not like a sweet wine kind of person, unless mm. it's like in a specific setting for dessert or something. But this is a sweet wine, but not made to be. It's not sweet. It's, it's not it's, sweet. It's, it's like, or it's, it's like, it's got like this. Really subtle taste of sweetness, so it makes it last but in your mouth. Yeah, it gives it gives some like generosity, romance, romance. And the only thing, yeah, and so so you have like so it's it's this this really this rosé that he makes. It's like summer in a bowl. You just want to, if you have like a glass, you almost want to put it in your hands and just spread it's it over like, your it's face. Like a, it's, <laughs> just, it's just it's just <laughs> like the best dessert. No cologne. And yeah, it's just like it. maybe it's instead like it went before going on a date, you actually just pour a bottle over your face or something. <laughs> It's like it's 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 a bottle of wine, and the most gentle dessert. It's amazing uh, you've ever had to mine. So this is actually for him, I think, quite a fresh style. Uh, Honestly, so this is different to what he's yeah, I've had yeah, from him so, before. Yeah, but so. this but this fermented in a bottle. So yeah, we have now a little bit of sparkle. You heard it when I popped the the cap. Yeah. No, we all. So when you have <laughs> never when you have sugar in the bottle, you always have two cho two uh, ways it can go when you bottle with this small amount of sugar the sugar can go to sleep yeah. or the sugar can start to re-ferment and it has to do with the acidity how you keep the bottles and everything and so where your favorite rosé kept the sugar didn't re-ferment yeah um, which gives it this like almost like umami flavor it's incredible yeah uh, like it's so romantic like you, you just want to just like you melt when and you drink it yeah. and you just kind of like if you're with the right people you just like you just like want to share the love so but it's, in this, it's gorgeous in this, in this wine it did the side yeah <laughs> <laughs> but this this bottle started to re-ferment so it it took it ate the sugar the yeast ate the sugar mm. but it created freshness sparkle but it's a super small mousse it's not a sparkling wine no. it's mm. just it just carries the that massive strawberry grapefruit uh, kind of uh, yeah. it's like the acidity yeah. it's got acidity it's got it's like yeah, well if you guys see the, if you guys see the, the the color of this wine on the instagram it's it fucking looks like grapefruit wild. juice yeah, yeah. It's yeah. and then this soft soft uh, label yeah. with the rose enticing as fuck yeah. <laughs> enticing as fuck <laughs> repeat that please but i think like um like these kind of wines, they they have their own category. You yeah. know, they're so pure. They're so. So when you go to this one restaurant somewhere in the middle of nowhere, and somebody just cooks from the vegetables from the garden, yeah, yeah, he he uses the the olive oil of his neighbor, um, never uses too much butter, too much salt, and if he does, he takes the best. Mm -hmm. I think. A lot of people really disregard this kind of craftsmanship. They're like, oh, it needs to be funky, or it needs to be light, or it needs to be orange, or whatever. Man, this, I'm not going to say it's a cheap bottle, you know, it's 29 bucks. In but the I store. think it's important to say as well, when you say cheap, it's like, when you say cheap, it's like, it depends. For how he works. Exactly. That's the exactly. Guy, the guy, I've been to his house. It's not. It, it's not like he's, he's rolling around in money, you know. The guy drives a twenty-year-old uh, fucking uh, Citroen mm -hmm. van thingy. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. He wears so Crocs. It, it, so yeah. it's like saying toilets yeah. outside his house. Yeah, Crocs, yeah. not Gucci flip flops. No, yeah. exactly. <laughs> so, so, so. No, because but my, 
big ho- big wine houses, those owners, they do have those big cars and are very rich yeah. and stuff because it's like really like about the consumerism, right? in this industry i feel like people really that craft things and that's what i find funny as well because i think because like you troy you are creative as well that you might be even more interested in stuff like that it's it's part of the creating right yeah you meet them and how how do they drive their brand how do they lift their like you know their labeling how do they do all those sorts of things that appeal to the wider market of these people who don't know much yeah. about natural exactly. wine and then all of a sudden once they taste these sort of things that you yeah. know you have the actual product and the creation mm. and the beautiful sort of taste but then you've also got the you know the labeling how how do i make my brand work and also i think like so the and also so like what's funny is like how you would like natural wine and you know like when mm. we talked about like the norms like if you look at the old wine houses you have like the label was always like a picture of the castle, the name, the appellation, right. and with natural wine, it was just like there was like should, there was no standards, right? So you could just be creative, and I just yeah, think that yeah, you, you can do whatever you want because they have no rules anymore. But let's go a little bit of a different direction and let's talk about uh, hospitality and natural wine. Yep. So you guys are, uh, are about very to fondly seen in uh, <laughs> Bar Central, Benefiser. Well, you know what? It's around the corner of, these, of my uh, house. All of these so. places where you find all the, the beautiful girls. And the beautiful men. Uh, yeah, well, <laughs> Don't yeah, forget that one. Guy. Sorry, I'm never there. So. <laughs> <laughs> Do you not get in because of that? Or what? <laughs> they stop uh, you at the entrance. Because already? I have a wine shop, so I can't afford it anymore. Oh, anymore. okay. <laughs> but, um, no, but it's also changed uh, the perspective, especially, I think, for young people, right? When when I got into natural wine eight years ago, like there was two places doing it, Shoe yeah. Fully, the mm-hmm. only place in Amsterdam. And Glu Glu. Yeah. No, we're there was about it was before. far yeah. before Glu Glu. Before Glu Glu. Was Shoe before Glu Glu? Oh yeah. yeah. Are you sure? No, but they started a place called Reparé. They did uh, in uh, Voyer. Okay, I don't they know that place. Two pop-ups. So it's Figo and Marijn. Uh, and they they used to be uh, the chef and the manager at Republic uh, Beach Bar in uh, Zandvoort, and they oh, did okay. some and they did some pop-ups. Beep beep. One of the most and uh, fart that out. <laughs> <laughs> one of the most uh, like uh, intelligent hospitality guys I think in the city. Mm-hmm. And when they did a pop-up, they decided to do full natural, We're fully on and. It was so much resistance on it, and but he kept on going, and then they started shoe. In Bach, they were doing quite a bit. There were some places doing a little bit, but not on the natural vibe. It just not a hundred percent. No, no, and not a hundred percent. I think they came through. Yeah, Bar Central, but no, you're how old are you guys? Twenty twenty four almost. Oh. Yeah, I'm twenty four. <laughs> Okay, so almost. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> two more weeks. Two weeks. Okay, so but if you come and live in this city now and you see young successful people you go to places where they sell natural wine which is ridiculous to me because when I started doing natural wine it was like all the people like 10 years ago that were like the the same as you Mm -hmm. they wanted to drink gin and tonics espresso martinis and all that crap I mean, don't get me wrong, I do love a nice GMT, but yeah, like in so certain occasions, same, right? No, no, I'm saying, but I'm so saying like the so whole, the whole hospitality yeah, exactly. vibe yeah, is correct, so yeah. much like for everything between 20, like said 22 and 30 yeah. was so much directed on 
Exactly. Absolutely not unwind. And, yeah. and, and because especially, God forbid, natural yeah, wine. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And now, if you start selling natural wine, Everybody comes. The whole fucking model scene and yeah, exactly. Instagram, the hipsters. everything <laughs> shows they, up in like five minutes. fucking minutes. Yeah. Even here in the store, when I came back from living in France after having a pretty rough stint in, uh, I used to have some restaurants. In Lugon, right? No, but I used to have some restaurants here in Amsterdam. Oh, in Amsterdam. And, and uh, I did natural wine and everybody was fucking cursing me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then you come back. <laughs> a few and years you start later. And shop and uh, it's like... Uh, the whole city is at your doorstep, like all, all the, uh, all yeah. the artistic, all the creative people, you come here, and I'm like, you're welcome, I'm a little you're confused welcome, confused about it. <laughs> <laughs> you're welcome, Troy. <laughs> no, I'm a little confused about it because some, I'm like, yeah, but I'm doing this for so long. For me, it's not a it's new not thing. A, it's I'm not, not a making thing. a point. I'm also not selling natural wine. I'm selling something that's made by people that I believe in in a way that I think how I would like to eat my food, how I want to meet people, how I want to drink wine, it all kind of comes together. Yeah. The kind of art I like to see. The kind of people you want yeah. to meet as well, yeah, because exactly. like when you go, yeah. and especially like also like um, growing up in Paris, like uh, it was like for me, natural wine was like, an, like I was, it was like an, the most normal thing to do. And that means you had to for go you, for me. You yeah, came out of a fucking freak situation. Yeah, so, so you did, but also that's also the reason. For example, when you went to those places, you were just what you would never like because how many times have we been to bars and you just crossed? Yeah, path? You're, you're almost a cool guy because you know so much about natural wines. But you came into my store and you said so much shit and you pointed <laughs> like exactly at every bottle that I knew that was my favorite. Mm-hmm. I thought this guy, he's he's a fucking cool guy. How the fuck does yeah. he know? <laughs> what happened? There? What happened uh, at the yeah, restaurant? What happened? What happened how, much natural, <laughs> how, much, how many natural wine bars must he have plundered? Uh, yeah, but lots. it wasn't it wasn't the case. Yeah, and it's j- just yeah. to, to get back again to you, like. Uh, how do you see this? It's it's very happening, right? Like everybody, like all the young people are flocking yeah. on. Yeah, but I think I, it also has to do with like the whole change in food, right? I mean, I think like yeah, more organic. Lady, yeah, yeah. yeah but that was before that already. True, but now I feel like especially our uh, day and age is like has become more interested in that type of stuff. And of course, yeah, I feel like as well, when you come into a city like Amsterdam and you see places like Beneficer, like a corner store, like a bar central, you are, as I think as our age, attracted to this place because you see like the people, people, people going there. Yeah, but it's well. like, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's the, it comes from the people, people that yeah. make these wines, the people that cook that food. Yeah. It attracts. Yeah, exactly. But, it, but back like 10 years ago, it would kind of detract people like oh these fucking hippies these weird fucking people yeah but it's always this crazy right? wine for example like let me tell you a story so for example when i was so also made i was a fucking early adapter i'm yeah. pretty fucking proud of myself <laughs> now like just maybe like also a story like to say like for example, when how my dad got into natural wine in the first place is that my dad comes Fred from Norway. Was a fucking legend. That was so it's like my dad comes from Norway, where like like where there's a mentality of drinking wine that is like fancy. You drink the regular Bordeaux. And my parents, when they moved to Paris, they my dad's were 
my dad was uh, my dad was uh, went to this wine shop that he met through a friend, and he asked him like in this literally this guy who was like, by the way, it's uh, called Cavogé in Paris, and my dad's friend it's told a him really shamelessly uh, advertisement. Oh, sorry, uh, no, but it was just well, like, we can beep it. You can beep, you can beep it out. You can, you can beep it out. You can beep it out. No. But but it, but it's it's just I just want to illustrate the point is that he just asked him like okay what do you like to drink and then my dad told him what he used to drink and he literally told straight into his face in French you say cher pavon it means expensive not good and he just literally told him like this right now you're in this section the half of the store is expensive what I sell to tourists you are now in the tourist section let me convert you to the other half of the store where I sell the stuff that I sell that for friends. I like to drink. That yeah. I like to drink, yeah. exactly. And then so my dad just was like, was like blown away by like this product. And then every time we were in Paris, we would go by the store. And he has this- Also, your dad likes to drink. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> 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 and Paris actually, don't like you can drink one bottle and then you want to go to bed. Yeah, yeah. And but then, uh, the other side of the store, you can drink three bottles. Yeah, look at what happened last like weekend. Super <laughs> look what happened last <laughs> weekend. Like, like he wouldn't yeah. even let us leave, you know? <laughs> like he wanted hard liquor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, no, but, and then he, so, and then, so, of course, he was sold, like, very quickly. And then he just, he just told my dad, I have an I have an eight hundred like I have an eight hundred bottle problem that I don't want to drink anymore because he was stockpiling all this wine and I was like what am I going to do with yeah, all this yeah yeah, with Bordeaux, yeah Bordeaux. what am I going to do with all this stuff and he just like he kept, he still has like a bunch of this stuff that he just giving it to giving friends. it to friends and just like when he wants to come when he wants to oh come when he comes to dinner with friends he just like he brings this bottle nineteen ninety six yeah exactly oh. yeah, and, 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 and people think that he's fucking mental to buy this yeah. bottle and he just no I've had it for twenty five years in my cellar I just don't want to drink it but of course doesn't say that but it's just like wait so, so in, in, outside of the store he has this this like the owner of the, the store he has this table outside and because all the time we would receive winemakers that says like hey you have to try this stuff you have to try this, this stuff was the time of yeah exactly so oh, yeah. so every time when we went to paris you would have one of those guys that today are like the wine made natural the wine the gods of natural wine and they would be outside and i remember I don't remember his name, but one these of these guys, they used to have problems. Like you have to imagine like in the eighties, the end of the seventies, beginning of the eighties, maybe we can uh, put on the Instagram, uh, a link to uh, a little clip on Marcel Lapierre. He's, he's the godfather of natural wine. Yeah, he's he's like much the godfather of as the guy that brought it back. Kind of. Yeah. There was another guy called Julie Chauffet. He, he was very interested in why do we cover up things in wine, mm. uh, like patch it up. And why do we not try to understand what's actually happening in the fermentation? Yeah. Yeah. But the guy was just a small winemaker, he didn't yeah. give a fuck, he was a scientist. And uh, Marcel Lapierre, he was like in the same village and he said, man, uh, I see my parents, my grandfather make wine. I go to winemaking school, only thing I learn is chemistry. Mm -hmm. uh, I see this guy, Xu, uh, he's doing something very different. But when they started making uh, wine, uh, uh, wine like this. All the distributors, everybody said, "Fuck you, we're not gonna work with you anymore. If you're yeah. gonna do this, you're going against the industry. You're making everybody look like an idiot. You're uh, e exposing exactly. Uh, it's like a threat what, to their lives. What, you know? we, what we are doing, you yeah. know, and we don't want people to know what we're doing. That's exactly. why there's no ingredient list exactly. on the bottle yeah. of wine. If you buy a bottle of water." On the back is natrium, sodium, yeah, calcium, yeah. mm. 
on a bottle of wine. There's no ingredients. It's the only thing you can put in your body. You can buy in the supermarket in, in the EU <coughs> or in America without an ingredient list. Yeah, it's yeah. crazy nothing. when you think about it, right? Oh, that's yeah. so weird, actually. Yeah. And um, so, say, so yeah. everybody was super upset with him. Like, you, what? what you're disturbing, what you like, you're our, disturbing, you're disturbing yeah, the, the, you're disturbing, 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 you're and he said, yeah, fuck it. So all the distributors said, no, sorry, we're not, we're not going to work with you anymore. So he had, to ta- he had to take his van with his wine, go to Paris himself to wine bars. And, exp- and try to sell it. Oh yeah, yeah, try to sell it. There like, was no yeah, exporter that would no, work with no, him. Nobody would work, nobody with, would work him. with him. And then, and then there was a couple of guys, young guys, have a wine bar or a cabogé. Cabogé. And they would say, man. This, this stuff shit, is I can drink three bottles a night, and they're like uh, this guy that when I was I'll take all my clothes and yeah, dance exactly. on the bar. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and look, look where it leads: people pouring wine over ass cracks. See, that's how. No, but like these. So when I remember, like when, even when I was like fourteen, like I didn't like I'm. I'm I'm gonna, I'm, yeah, maybe I had a glass or two when I was 14 with my dad, but we went to the Cabogé and like every other of my friends were like at 14, they were like telling their dads, yeah, I'm gonna go to the, I wanna go to the, the, the plane station store or whatever. I told my dad, let's go to Cabogé. I wanna see these guys outside trying to sell their wine to this, to the, ca- yeah, to, the, to they this they wine really seller. They had to sling it like this. And then I think in the beginning of the, the end of the 90s, beginning of the 2000s, especially in Paris, the mood changed. Yeah. There is a legendary uh, wine shop holder that was here. Very interesting to Google if you have time. His name was Helmer Ottoman. And Helmer Ottoman was a guy that studied French. And uh, after his studies, he went to hitchhike through France and he got picked up by a guy. And uh, he said, oh, you wanna w- come and work with me? I have a winery and uh, yeah, you can you just uh, spend some months with me. Yeah. That guy was Marcel Lapierre. Really? Mm. So he came back to Amsterdam he set up a wine store and we're talking uh, 1990, wow. 1991. And he did all the classics. And um, he has a little bit the same curse as me. He's better at pouring than at <laughs> than selling. People, uh, <laughs> selling. And, uh, but he is generally considered as the guy that did something so far ahead Out of, of the his norm. time. Like we're talking now natural wine, cool beneficer, corner store. All this shit, but this guy, like 30, years, 30 ago, years ago, at least, yeah, was doing this and he inspired so many people. And also, the thing is, like, you know, when you think about these guys, when you say 30 years ago, if you start with like, if this was any other business and you have such a revolutionary idea how to do it, 99% of them would be like, like in other business, would try to capitalize on the movement no, and just no, make it, not them, yeah, yeah so no, no, but I'm, I mean, that like he, like, eventually, like, he started, like, he had lots of resistance, but like. When it started picking up pace and people were interested, he was just saying like, "Actually, I'm just gonna keep yeah. it the way I am. I'm not gonna overdo it. I'm not gonna brand everywhere." He was still no. like, "I'm interested in doing it because I love it, not because I want to make money out of it." Mm-hmm. And like, if it was like so many other business, you name it, uh, retail or stuff like that, yeah. when you come with a super niche that everybody oh, wants, yeah. there you market the shit out of it but and you try to make yeah. some yeah. money. Yeah, but that's uh, that's the thing to think about. I think if you like look back on this episode, that what we talked about now is the whole conception of what is natural wine is so limited for so many people. I think maybe today we kind of talked about a little bit 
where it comes from, how it could feel, where it could mm -hmm. come from, mm -hmm. how many angles you can you can hit it from. Uh, but the most beautiful thing is how many people it brought together because in the end we're sitting here because yeah. of this, because right? Because, because, because we have a common interest. We have a common interest, yeah. right? Yeah, exactly. For me, like I think mm -hmm. the guy I knew Natural Wine from is Michiel from Fleck. Oh yeah, uh, but he. Is a, he's actually a scholar opera singer. Okay. Oh. But there's no money in, <laughs> in opera. <laughs> so <laughs> he, he picked a good business to do natural wine. So he, he was the driver at Ottoman. Oh, okay. And when Ottoman, uh, Ottoman just, um, he had a shop as well in Antwerp, but it didn't go well. So he left. He disappeared. And Michiel kept the shop open for months until the tax service came and shut it down. And shut it down. And then Michiel uh, had a lot of good customers from Ottoman. He said, Here, we'll pay you money to get that wine. That guy brought me into it. That brought a lot of guys into it. That brought you here. Yeah. And I think that's the beauty of yeah. it. And I think uh, maybe uh, that's a good point of like uh, thinking about it and letting this episode kind of. Go into your out mind. because otherwise we can talk about it for another couple of hours. Easy. Yeah. Um, <coughs> really want to thank uh, Oscar and Troy for being here today. And uh, yeah, Oscar's gonna probably run the store a couple of times. <laughs> you know, you have a reliable, you reliable it. pair of hands man, whenever you want to go. Talk like shit, man. And. Well, remember that's yeah, how but, I but got but stuck here last but weekend. For me, it's the same. It's the same. Like on the, on the one hand, I really appreciate that contact with somebody like Oscar. It has more in depth and a bit more of a historical view on it. But yeah. for me, yeah. mostly everybody listening to this that actually listened to it till the end. <laughs> so if you say the word silver in the comments, you get a free bowl of wine at Fiasco. Oh, oh, yeah. oh. <laughs> you know where Very to find a Fiasco and, uh, in can, can, 141. Not me, oh damn it. You're in the episode. Also like you girls, like sitting here being interested, Troy fucking committing head over heels into trying to get into natural wine and I mean he yeah, came to you like to France yeah, but for like half a year he went from like I don't know what natural wine is to like natural wine is one of my passions yeah. <laughs> all of a sudden yeah. my Instagram isn't just art content anymore it's just all bottles of wine rolling through you know? yeah because I, mean, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I meet all the winemakers and all the importers and they're sort of in that roll through fiasco and it's just like so cool to just like experience and just be in that world all of a sudden it's being open yeah, and, it's so and experiencing things and uh, if you like a wine, you like it. If you don't like it, you don't like it. I mean, we also, I think the interesting thing to point out as well is that like... Last, also, last interesting thing to point out, obviously, yeah. Yeah, it's just that, you know, like, don't... <laughs> like, not all natural wines are great. That's not what we're no. saying, right? Because uh, uh, taste varies from person to person yeah. and you have different enzymes that react differently. So it's just like, you know, it's, it's, no, it's not like every wine is great in natural wine. Not at all. Because there are lots, still lots of stuff that you not that you don't like but i think it's important to just like trust yourself. trust your trust yourself instead of just going for the label and like with the popular opinion that's the best ending man because i think that's very true yeah. people follow instagram they follow labels yeah 
put something in your mouth and yeah. put something in your body and trust the fuck out of it. Michiel always says, I only import something if I can drink one bottle of that guy in one hour by myself <laughs> and feel happy. Well, and that's what I have with natural wine as well. Like, just like you Jesus, said. Jesus, we're like, fucking finishing up here. Yeah, no, <laughs> wrapping no, it up. Yeah, we're wrapping it up. But just to mention, like, a bottle of natural wine, like you just said, Oscar, is like, you can, from normal wine, you can drink just one and you'll be like, oh, I'm tired or I just want to go. And with natural wine, you just feel energetic. It's, it's if it's like, the right stuff. But if it's, it's the right But stuff. it's usually stuff well, over 20 you, euros like you this. You apparently have been giving it. us the right stuff only because... I feel like I've been only drinking the great stuff. Yeah, yeah. the great stuff from Michelle. <laughs> yeah, but you guys, like that's what that's again, like everybody that's listening to this is probably more people from your age group, or my dad, or my dad, or prep and munch. Big shout out. Who had like, fourteen not, bottles today? Like for lunch, Sunday lunch. Sunday lunch, regular. Like asking for it under fifteen, because under fifteen you will still always get. Uh, compromised bottle yeah. it starts like 18, 19, 20 euros in the shop and then you will get something that's pure mm. fucking nature and yeah. your trust body your hangover will be much better than trust me oh my god let's not even talk about the hangover you know it's just like, just like, so and, and like some, some of my friends I told them like you know when they start like start like to drink natural wine like I said okay if you go out and you mix with a lot of stuff then no but if you're just having a regular night having one bottle of wine the next day you're you're operable yeah, yeah. but i think finishing on the note you just made yeah. before trust your flavor does trust yourself trust your body don't let anybody tell you anything but be interested have fun sleep well see you the next time and you can find us now on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and probably drinking wine at Yasko if you want to find us. <laughs> See you in the next if, episode. <laughs> if, if, if the lights are on, you can get a bottle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See you next week. Uh, thanks, guys. Awesome. <laughs>